Election College Episode 76, The Presidential Election of 2008. America gets an African-American president and uses social media a lot. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. So, Ben. Yeah. Ever heard of Facebook? No. Yeah, guess what? What? It's around. Oh, cool. And yeah, so um, Facebook is like the social media thing, right? Yeah, it's a network where friends can connect and they can find each other and poke one another. There you go. Just poke that's, you. Ba- that's basically what Facebook is about to me. Poking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in 2008, poking people on Facebook was totally appropriate. That's true. It was. And now we look back on that and think. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, let's travel back uh, just a little ways to 2008. And four years ago, President George W. Bush won, like big time, because he's a wartime president, right? Yeah, he had gotten an insane amount of approval from the nation right after 9-11, almost 90%. And then um, still by the time he was up for re-election, he was still uh, close to 50%, which is not bad for a guy who's been in office for for a a rough four years. Yeah, but then that second term, (laughs) it's it's just rough on people. It is, yeah, for sure. And it was especially rough because Iraq is just... It's still going on. You know, we invaded Iraq in, what, 2003? And by the time 2005 is here, it's it's still going on. 2006 comes around, and it's still going on without really any end in sight. And on top of that, Hurricane Katrina, which we all remember, hits in 2005, and there's... A lot of people who are suffering big time in Louisiana. Yeah, and there was a lot of criticism of the federal government and the president's response to Hurricane Katrina, and that even more hurt his his uh, position and hurt the Republican Party in general. So by the time that President Bush is leaving office, or you know, up for um, whenever the next election's coming around, he can't run, of course, but his popularity rating really fluctuates between anywhere from 25 to 37. And so if your president of your party is that low in approval, you can pretty well assume that you're going to have a hard race for your party to be reelected in the next election. Right. So we're still pretty early in 2008 and we haven't yet hit some of the economic issues that we're about to hit later on in the year. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit later. But 2008, W can't run again. It's time to elect a new person. Yeah. And you figure, you know, Jason, that's 2008. We've got to have more than two parties by now. We've seen all these other parties pop up, right? I mean, surely it's more than a a two-party race. 
Maybe not. <laughs> not really. Isn't okay. that funny how how leading up to an election there is always that talk of a third party? And yep. yeah, we we just talked about Ross Perot a couple episodes ago, and uh, it just doesn't ever seem to go very well. No. Well, let's start with the Democratic Party. Uh, since the Republican Party is kind of sliding a little bit, we'll start with um, the candidates. We've got Barack Obama. He's a senator from Illinois and uh, an up-and-comer, a young guy who um, for a few years now, people have been kind of looking at him, just seeing what he's all about. And then a little more noticeable is Hillary Clinton. We might have heard of her before. Yeah. Uh, you got another senator, uh, John Edwards from North Carolina, uh, seemed to be pretty popular with everybody, especially the ladies <laughs> back yeah. in 2004. Uh, you got Bill Richardson, who really seemed to be more of a centrist uh, governor um, from New Mexico. Yeah, there's Dennis Kucinich. Uh, he is a rep from Ohio, um, pretty popular guy and you know, not very alienating to anybody, it seems like. Joe Biden, uh, we talked about him in a previous election. He's the senator from Delaware and then uh, keeps going. The list gets long and longer. Yeah, you got Christopher Dodd and Evan Bayh and several others. But really, our front runners are Obama, Clinton, Edwards. And well, <laughs> it kind of drops off from there. Yeah, a little bit. The media kind of wanted Al Gore to run again. Uh, he'd been the the dude in the 2000 election who actually won the popular vote, but he decides not to. And then John Kerry, he's the runner up in the 2004 election. People kind of just assume, well, he's probably going to run again. Right. But he didn't, but you know, we mentioned John Edwards, who was his running mate. He decides to, to run again. So uh, a little bit interesting because all the people that everybody thought would run other than Hillary Clinton, everybody kind of expected Hillary Clinton to run. But most of the people that everybody was kind of, cheering for and saying, please run, didn't decide to run. Uh, the, the typicals weren't around. Yeah. So the first person to throw their hat into the ring was John Edwards. And it was way back towards the end of 2006, where he said, hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run for president. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and that was actually on December 28th. And Hillary was like, um, I guess I better get my hat into the ring because I can't let Edwards get a jump on me. So by the time the end of January 2007 rolls around, Hillary is saying, I'm in. Shortly thereafter, uh, not even a month later, Obama steps in, throws his hat into the ring as well. None of them really saw like a huge increase in their poll numbers after the announcements. And it is pretty early in the race here, but everybody kind of already had their candidate picked out um, and and didn't change their mind too much when other people popped in, at least not this early on. Yeah. And some people thought, you know, Al Gore, surely he's going to open the lockbox <laughs> and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to do this and I'm going to win everybody's vote this time. I'm, I'm not just going to win the popular vote. I'm going to win the electoral vote. And he's like, nope, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. So really, Clinton and Obama are pretty much rocking it out in 2007. You had some interesting things happen, too, because later in 2007, uh, Stephen Colbert, the comedian and, and now um, talk show host, 
he says, Hey, I'm running too. And there's a lot of people who are like, okay, yeah, we, we know who he is. He's a interesting guy. We'd vote for him. So he's actually like coming in with about two and a half percent of the vote right behind uh, Clinton Edwards and Obama, uh, which is really interesting because I think it was almost a, uh, it might've been totally a joke that he was planning to run. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? A celebrity would actually run for president. Oh yeah. That never happens. (laughs) Yeah. So you got this controversy early on with the campaign and it didn't have any to do with any of the candidates, but it actually had to do with the state parties in Florida and Michigan. The Democratic parties were like, hey, guys, we're going to have our primary in January. <laughs> and the national convention's like, um, excuse me, no, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but they did it anyway. And the uh, the primaries, the uh, the results of them were actually kind of just discounted and nobody really paid any attention to them until after Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada and South Carolina occurred. Just, you know, it's against the rules, guys. Come on. Yeah. So we'll get into that just a little bit more here in a few moments. But Barack Obama, the senator from Illinois, the junior senator from Illinois, yeah. is like he's just starting to skyrocket in the polls. And he actually passes Clinton for first place in Iowa and ends up winning the caucus. Yeah, and John Edwards comes in second, followed by Clinton. Uh, kind of an upset in that respect. And it's interesting because Obama actually, uh, he had, of course, a lot of hardcore Democrats, but he also had a lot of people who, it's their first time ever voting. It's Mm -hmm. the first time ever going to a caucus. Uh, He's got a lot of independent support where traditionally those people kind of tend to hang back a little bit more in the primaries and, and vote in the general. He had a lot of them show up and vote. Yeah. And he became known as the candidate for change. Just anything having to do with the establishment at this point wasn't going to fly for the Democrats. And we'll see that time and time again uh, here subsequently. But Joe Biden and Christopher Dodd, they're like, see ya after the Iowa caucus. <laughs> so moving over to New Hampshire, uh, Obama is the front runner. Yeah. So Obama going into New Hampshire, everything says he should win um, the Clinton campaign. They're still having a hard time after the loss in Iowa. Being the former front runner, Hillary Clinton didn't really expect to lose uh, the first caucus that started off the whole election process. So coming into New Hampshire, they hit everything really hard and kind of have a bit of a turning point. They have a huge, huge, huge turnout at some different rallies and everything. They visit a college uh, in New Hampshire and then ABC and Facebook have debates right before the New Hampshire primary. And this is really interesting because did you notice I mentioned a Facebook debate, uh, (laughs) a live broadcasted debate on Facebook, the world's homepage, right? Right. Yeah. So Hillary really shined in the debate and it actually ended up helping her. And she wins the primary uh, with by 2%. Yeah. The pollsters were wrong who said that Obama was going to be the man and it Turns out that Clinton is the first, she is the first 
woman to have ever won a major American party's presidential primary. Right before uh, all this, all the debates and everything happens, Edwards uh, says he's going to suspend this campaign. And uh, also, I don't really want to endorse any other candidate at this point. So I'm not going <laughs> to. Around February 5th. Well, actually, I shouldn't say around February 5th. On February 5th is Super Tuesday. And um, we're going to do, as we mentioned before, an episode all about different kinds of Super Tuesday races and things like that. But Super Tuesday is when the largest amount or the the, the first largest amount of different states have their primaries. And uh, in 2008, there were actually more primary competitions on Super Tuesday than there ever had been before. And it actually doesn't really make too big of a difference between the candidates, Obama and Clinton, who are still in the race, because they come out of Super Tuesday in a dead heat with uh, almost exactly the same amount of delegates. Yeah, Obama gets 847 delegates. Clinton has 834. So it's literally neck and neck. And here comes the next (laughs) wave on February 3rd. All these celebrities get together. I mean, you got Oprah Winfrey, you got Caroline Kennedy. Hey, Stevie Wonder's there. Yeah. And they show up to an event held by Michelle Obama. And this rally is just crazy awesome for Obama because even Maria Shriver, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife at the time, uh, Schwarzenegger being the governor, the Republican governor of California, uh, Shriver endorses Obama and Obama was behind by like 6% in the polling. So while Obama didn't end up winning California, he ends up with all of this support from people who are extremely influential in the culture. Yeah. Moving forward, we get into the Ohio, Texas and Pennsylvania primaries. And uh, let's just say Clinton wins pretty handily in Ohio and Rhode Island and then in Texas, which is bizarre in and of itself. So moving forward, the candidates continue battling everything out and it comes right down. Like this is the first time in a long time that the, the candidates are not decided till very near to the democratic convention. Right. Remember how we mentioned earlier, Florida and Michigan having their primaries earlier in the year And both parties, this happened. So the Democrats, who we're talking about right now, were like, okay, let's strip them of all their delegates because they're horrible for doing this. And what ends up happening is the DNC says, okay, we will have delegates from Michigan and Florida at the convention, but they're only going to be awarded each a half a vote. So this ends up hurting Clinton because she did fairly well in both of those states. And it does take the nominating process right up to the convention. So the the regular delegate count was neck and neck. But what ends up happening is the superdelegates overwhelmingly favor Obama, and that gives him the party's nomination. So for several days... Clinton refuses to concede the race, although she was like, okay, I know I'm not going to win. But by June the 7th, she's like, okay, vote Obama. Yeah. And that's typically the thing you see happen is when somebody knows they're not going to get the nomination, they do what's best for their party. 
and concede to the person who is going to get the nomination. Yeah. And just as a side note, always make sure you go into your convention unified. Right. <laughs> it just it just seems like that would be a, a smart thing to do if you if you really want your party to win. Just a little tip. Yeah, in case any of you ever run for president. So you ready to talk about the Republicans? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of crazy because the the logical thing at this point would be to have oh, Dick Cheney run because he's the vice president. But this is the first time since 1952 that neither of the candidates on either side are the incumbent president or the incumbent vice president. And this doesn't mean that either one of those people always won. But for the first time since 1952, we've got all new faces. Well, kind of new faces, all, all new faces in the general election. Um, but I guess we should get into the, the candidates before we talk about that. Yeah. New face number one <laughs> is the good senator from Arizona, John McCain. Uh, you've got Mitt Romney, who was the former governor of Massachusetts and the guy who really caused the 2000 or what? No. 2002 Winter Olympics to be awesome in Salt Lake City, Mitt Romney. We've got Mike Huckabee, who is the former governor of Arkansas, and Ron Paul, who's the rep from Texas, as well as Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York City, um, who had a huge part in, um, gained a lot of popularity. I don't like the way that sounds, but gained a lot of popularity uh, right after 9-11. Yeah, he had Fred Thompson. Dude, dude. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just had to throw that in. Uh, Alan Keyes comes back and decides that he's going to run for president. And then, of course, a few more scattered in there. Duncan Hunter, rep from California. Uh, Sam Brownback from Kansas. Jim Gilmore from Virginia. They're all in there, too, in the mix. Okay, like we mentioned before, back in 2006, the Republicans were in pretty rough shape. You had the continuation of the Iraq War, you had Hurricane Katrina, and Bush was just getting hit pretty hard, as well as the Republicans who were in the House and the Senate. So Democrats are really taking over in both the House and the Senate, and the media is already talking. Who in the world are they going to run? Yeah, you've got in uh, November of 2006, pretty early on, Mayor Rudy Giuliani uh, is way up there in the polls. Right behind him is John McCain, the senator. And um, it's kind of neck and neck at this point. Giuliani has uh, a pro- pro-choice stance on abortion and McCain has um, pretty heavy support for the Iraq war. And both of those things are seen as those people's, those individuals kind of main, mm, I don't want to say flaws, but uh, things that will go against them uh, very heavily in the, uh, as far as getting the nomination. But Giuliani kind of remains the front runner in a bit of a surprise all the way through 2007. Yeah. And you've got McCain and former Senator uh, from Tennessee, Fred Thompson, really fighting for second place during most of 2007. And hey, if you're going to have a Republican running for president, why not make him an actor, right? So go Fred Thompson. Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) you had Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. He was pretty much around (laughs) during the whole election, but I, I don't really remember him being 
that much of a front runner, but he was there and hanging out with Huckabee was Mitt Romney. Yeah. Ron Paul stepped up and threw in his hat and McCain stepped up, threw in his hat. And uh, pretty much by the end of 2007, you've got the, the, the top fundraisers being Romney, Giuliani, Thompson, and Ron Paul. And pretty quickly it comes out. Well, John McCain, he's really the front runner as far as anything else goes. And then the money starts shifting to him. Yeah. So the primaries, the caucuses, it's 2008. Let's talk about that a little bit. Huckabee actually wins Iowa. And it's like this huge surprise. Right. Yeah. Uh, When you win Iowa, it sets a pretty good precedent for the rest of the primaries. So Huckabee, this kind of guy in the background, comes out swinging, I guess you could say. Uh, People swinging for him. And then, uh, you know, it's logical. Most of the time, the person who wins Iowa also wins New Hampshire. But not this time. He gets third place in New Hampshire. Yeah. So McCain actually emerges as the front runner in New Hampshire. And it's kind of surprised because, you know, Romney's from Massachusetts and Giuliani's from New York. And you got this guy from Arizona who really just comes out as the big winner. So going into Super Tuesday, we mentioned before that Arnold Schwarzenegger's then wife came out and supported Barack Obama. Well, Arnold, being the Republican governor, comes out and supports McCain. And uh, the California primary takes place on Super Tuesday. And he got a huge boost in the primary and gets the the biggest number of delegates because, you know, the delegates can be split between different um, between the same state. And McCain goes on to win quite a few other victories on Super Tuesday as well. And at this point, everybody's like, all right, we'll just back away slowly now. Yeah, it's kind of funny in a way, because if it were this year's election, Romney probably would not have dropped out so soon. But soon after Super Tuesday, Romney is like, actually, it was just a couple of days after Super Tuesday. You know what? In the spirit of getting a Republican in the White House, I'm going just to make it easier for Senator McCain to win. I'm dropping out. Right. So pretty much all you've got left is Huckabee and Ron Paul. And um, well, over the next few primaries that take place, it's pretty evident that John McCain's going to end up with the nomination. So they concede the race. Yeah. By the time March rolls around, McCain clinches the nomination and he is the man going into the convention. Jason, you've always got those other parties out there. Uh, we've got the Independent, of course, uh, Ralph Nader, (laughs) strong as ever, coming in. Uh, Bob Barr from the Libertarian Party. Chuck Baldwin from the Constitution Party. He's a former pastor. And then Cynthia McKinney from the Green Party. Uh, She's the representative from Georgia at the time. Yeah. So as McCain and Obama go head to head, really the issues have to do with Iraq, Bush being unpopular, establishment versus change, and... The economy. So, Ben, do you remember the fall of 2008? I definitely remember the fall of 2008. Oh, man. I think a lot of us will remember that and maybe even are still feeling some of the effects of that. And I I bet uh, if you bought a house right before the fall of 2008, you really remember that. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So Um, it really served the Democrats well (laughs) because... Everything was pointing to the policies of George W. Bush, whether 
that was a correct perception or not, um, that's where the fingers were being pointed. And McCain was very much on board with those policies because here he's a leading senator. And um, it's kind of, I don't know, funny, strange that on September 15th, which was the day that the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy occurred, uh-huh. McCain said, hey, quote, the fundamentals of our economy are strong. <laughs> and uh, he said, despite um, tremendous turmoil in our financial markets in Wall Street, hey, things are not really that bad. And they were. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, a lot of people called it the worst recession since the Great Depression. Uh, I I think that we had some bad times in the 80s as well. Uh, but you can't discount the fact that it was certainly bad for a lot of people, a lot of businesses, and the economy in general. So it becomes a huge, huge talking point for the election coming up and really impacts a lot of fundraising in, in that respect. A lot of the small fundraising, at least. Yeah. And healthcare was another big issue. I mean, John McCain was all about um, giving tax credits, whereas Obama was calling for universal health care that would have been funded um, by the national government. Right. Hey, and we can't discount this at all. Uh, this is certainly at least a huge talking point in the election was race. As you mentioned earlier, Barack Obama was the, is the, well, I shouldn't say is, sorry, spoiler alert, was the first uh <laughs> person to really be a front runner or uh, the the head of a ticket on the presidential ticket to be an African-American or any minority for that matter. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people say, no, the, the race of someone doesn't make me more likely or less likely to vote for someone. Uh, many other people's, including African-Americans, as you can imagine, said, yeah, this is a huge factor for me. Um, we've been marginalized for so long. Uh, this This helps our, our progress forward. Yeah. So lots of, lots of, um, change, uh, versus, well, <laughs> establishment and really Barack Obama was the embodiment of a brand new phase in America. And, um, speaking of <laughs> brand new phases in America, uh, how about all that campaign money that was raised? Yeah. Some, Ridiculous amounts of money. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that it hurt the fundraising. It hurt the fundraising as far as like, hey, uh, somebody's grandma from Nevada gave $25. A lot of those kind of donations disappeared. But you see money come in in unprecedented amounts. Yeah. Obama raised over $778 million. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Just take that in for a moment. McCain uh, spent $379 million. Crazy. So if you were to average that out by what each vote would have cost <laughs> that they received, uh-huh. Obama was $10.94 per vote that was raised. That's McCain, incredible. Yeah. McCain was $5.78. Yeah. Hey, uh, we should probably mention uh, John McCain's running mate um, was Sarah Palin and Barack Obama's running mate was Joe Biden. Um, They selected them, of course, after they got the nominations themselves. Sarah Palin being only the second woman to be the vice presidential candidate on a major party ticket. Do you want to talk about the actual uh, the actual election? Yeah. Why don't we? Okay, Obama wins. 
There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it pretty much was going his way the whole time. I mean, this was definitely uh, prior to September. It was already looking good for Obama. Um, But then with all of the economic issues that came up fast and furious, uh, it really did nothing but hurt McCain and his efforts. So, yeah, they went to the polls and Obama won almost 53% of the vote. Yeah. And the electoral vote, 365 to 173. So certainly, uh, again, seeing the importance. Yeah, he won about 53% of the vote. McCain won about 46. But as far as the electoral vote, huge, huge difference. So you have the first African-American president elected and the Democrats celebrated. Yeah. Hey, we would really celebrate, too, if you'd leave us a review. You can go over to iTunes and uh, just click the the five-star button. We hope that's what you'd pick anyway. And, uh, you know, if not, that's fine, too. But it'd be great if you could leave us a review and even type out a a sentence or two about why you like the show and, and what it means to you. Yeah. And keep in mind that we also love to interact with each and every one of you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at Election College on any of those wonderful social platforms. We will see you next time for the election of 2012. We'll see you then. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.